to the After the Fact Podcast with your hosts, Luke Matthews. My brain tried to eat my eyeballs and then proceeded to shit in my sinuses. Christina Peck. Conveyor belts and crushers. That is like, like what factory does that? <laughs> Patrick Manning. So my plan right now is to... Fuck! And Mike DiPatrillo. I love dinosaurs. If I could be a dinosaur, I would be a Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> Rawr, awkward limbs... Diablo 2? Yeah. Awesome. What's wrong with Diablo 2? Nothing. There's nothing wrong with Diablo nothing 2, wrong except it's, it's awesome. old. It is old. It's old. It's still good, though. Uh, I, w- I, I wouldn't go back to it personally, because... What? Uh, I tried. Uh, whatever. It's good. It's a little dated. It, it's old. If I it get was my, 12 years old. I've been playing Torchlight, so it's, it's hard to... Torchlight has no multiplayer. So... Have you been playing Diablo 2 multiplayer? Mm, was planning on it, but <laughs> my multiplayer people bailed. Uh, anyway, all right, let's get this. Let's just get this shit let's in get gear. This so, welcome to episode 15 of the After the Fact podcast. What? Uh, this That's episode, a big number. It is a big number. Uh, I'm Luke. I'm here with Matt Shoop. Hi, uh, Micatron. Yo, and Christina is Hello. here as usual. Uh, how's everybody doing? Everybody right. have a good. We've been kind of out of commission for a while, so and yeah, sleep. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm slightly tired. Yep. Yeah, you look tired too, Christina. What's up? I'm tired. Yeah. She That's played too up. much Diablo two last night. <laughs> too much Diablo two. Is that is that the, really the story? No. You've been. A, uh-huh. I do love Diablo two though. Yeah. Yeah, I love me some Diablo two as well. Yes. Yeah, whatever. You said you wouldn't even play it again. Uh, I'm. I'm anticipating greatly Diablo 3. Yeah, so. but that's going to come out in like 2015. <laughs> no. Yes. That's, I believe it. They said. That's generous. They Bullshit. said it was coming out early next year. And <laughs> they, said, <laughs> they said it was two coming years out, ago yeah. for StarCraft 2. Uh, StarCraft 2 was never announced. Okay. What they say never actually follows through Unfo- with what actually happens. Fortunately, the days of that, like Diablo 2 was delayed for two years. Mm-hmm. The days of that are gone because the people oh that gosh. are backing Blizzard are batshit insane, apparently, about them sticking to their dates. All right. I'll believe it when I see it on Diablo 3. How about I'll just stick to that. Then entirely, honestly, I think the only thing that's going to generate is that the guys at Blizzard are going to stop uh, releasing dates. Um, I think Blizzard's development team is so big now that, for example, they're developing a new MMO that they probably have a huge development team for, and it, it's been that way for. They recruited for it, started recruiting for it over a year ago, um, more than that actually. So the next generation MMO that they're developing, while they're still making expansions for World of Warcraft. They could have uh, Diablo three could be done already, for all we know. Yeah. I mean, sure considering how long ago Diablo two was made and how good they are at keeping things secret these days, it could be done. I'm sure it is because I played it at PAX last year. It and was it, pretty polished. It was pretty polished. Yeah. yeah. I mean, granted, granted, we only played a little bit of the. Uh, you know, I only played a little bit of one level, but that level looked good. It looks good. It was crisp. I mean, they're probably just working on balancing issues now. Maybe, yeah. But even why? S- Neither of the other two Diablo games were balanced. 
<laughs> um, it was just you click on something till it dies. Yeah. All I know is that people can make like 17 games in the amount of time that Blizzard can take to polish one. And I'm okay with that though, yeah, I'm because their shit too. comes out and it's good and it's and it is it polished is, and it's it's usually pretty clean as well. Pay sixty bucks for it and you will play it till it's dead in the wolf. Which I do not like the sixty dollar PC thing, by the way. Not and a fan of the following fact that, the Xbox and P- PS3. Yeah, not a fan of the fact that StarCraft came out at sixty. Hmm. I, f- I, I think, think it's sort of ridiculous. I mean. If you think about it, it's the same amount of development time, and really, it's the same production costs for just about everything. Well, the only thing they don't have to go through is any kind of like certification. You know, I don't so. have to buy a game system for it. I remember it's back in '87, I was playing yeah. fifty bucks. Yeah, for you game. just have to spend twelve hundred dollars on a PC for yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But that's already part of my job. It's actually <laughs> well, tax deductible. Well. So, <laughs> <laughs> if I was paying twenty years ago for a fifty dollars game, I kind of expect inflation to bring it up finally to sixty dollars. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, games I, used to be expensive. Everybody likes to pretend that they weren't, and no, they, they completely were. No, they were. Dragon <laughs> Warrior 4 was $55 when it came out, and it's probably still that cost right now. There's more. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. there's other ones that are more expensive, like... Weren't there, like, eight, there were $80 Super NES games, for yeah. Christ's sake, so... Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. A couple of my games still have old price stickers on them, and Like, wasn't Earthbound like 80 bucks? I think. Yeah, but it dropped pretty fast. Came I've with a heard lots of stories of people finding like big bins of them for twenty bucks for mm. a whole bunch of Earthbounds. And dear God, why didn't I ever find one of those bins? Yeah, no kidding. I haven't been playing shit. You've been playing Diablo two. Um, yep. Uh, you two, what have you guys been playing? Megatron is playing StarCraft like a crazy, crazy person. And Shoop just finally finished the single-player campaign, playing just a little bit of multiplayer, but I need to work on it. Yeah, oh, Both on StarCraft. StarCraft 2. StarCraft 2. Yeah. How is it? It's excellent. Amazing. Yeah. It's very polished. Very, very polished. And there's a lot. There's There's been complaining about that it didn't add enough content, but I think it's good. It's good okay. the way it is. The campaign is awesome the campaign's unreal i can't believe how inventive the uh the the writers are actually at uh, different level design because i remember starcraft one and even warcraft three all right you got to create an army and go destroy that other army that's all you got to do and they did something completely different with this game and it felt like almost every level you were doing something weird and unique and you had some a different constraint pushed yeah. upon you well, that's kind of cool i've never been a big fan of um real-time strategy games period so i'm not a huge star starcraft fan i'm not going to rag on it because it's just it's one of those games that i can definitely tell it's just not my style it's not that it's a bad game because when i've played it i can see that it is a really good game and it's a not starcraft 2 i haven't played that clearly but the originals and like warcraft 3 they're really good games and they're really well designed i just don't like them i just don't like the style of gameplay and i suck at them I'm i do too. so terrible at them I realize now that it takes a lot of work to be good at StarCraft. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it that you, that's not obvious mm-hmm. um, just to be really good at it. A lot of yeah. practice. A lot of practice. I was horrible at it. I played the first StarCraft like twice. Yeah. And then I f- jumped into a game and my friend was like, oh yeah, no, it's great. Just jump into this game. We'll play and you know, we'll go easy on you. And I'm like, what does this button do? And all of a sudden my like whole thing was overrun. I was like, oh. All right. And they're like, we'll play. We'll catch up with you later. Never heard from again. A couple hours later. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah. We're, yo, I forgot. It. Sorry about that. It's like, thanks for helping me out, guys. It was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Never touched it again. Okay. Bad awesome. experience. The, the Major League Gaming side of StarCraft 2 is going to pick up a lot. 
there's, yeah. there's already some cool stuff that's happening I mean, with that. As long as there are Koreans on the planet, that game will have a professional it's, like. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting how different the the European and American players compared to the Korean players are. Yeah, there's some dispute whether they're the Korean players are actually better, but they might just be crazy. I was gonna say Their they're they're more fanatical. Better. I mean, I don't know, you know. Yeah, it's it's clear that they're more fanatical about um, just becoming. You know, going apeshit with the game. So. Yeah, it, it, th- watching. I, I watched some some broadcasted StarCraft One games out of, for, for shits and giggles, and it's like it's like a game show style with like lights <laughs> and like music and like there's an announcer and it's like the crowd is like yeah 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 crazy crazy about StarCraft and then the you know they're like microing like. Yeah, micro. My mad micro. All the ladies. <laughs> yeah, they, get up on this. When they had the uh, finals of the World Cyber Games in Seattle a couple years ago, it was like exactly like that. You just see dudes like just playing games, and everyone's like, "Whoa, yeah, check that out! Look what yeah. he did!" And you're like, "I, I don't know what, what did he <laughs> yeah, do?" Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't, I don't see anything. <laughs> I had somebody when I was in New York ask me, I was wearing a Sounders t-shirt that had the Xbox 360 Live across the front, and I had somebody ask me, are you part of the World Cyber Games? I'm like, no. Like, just because I'm wearing a 360 shirt, or a shirt that's technically a 360 shirt, (laughs) you think I'm part of the World Cyber Games? It's not like they were in New York at that moment in time. Yeah, well. It's like... I mean, I can understand that question if if yeah, I play on if this. I was in the same city that the, they were going on, right? At yeah. the moment, and then somebody saw me in the shirt. Are you competing? Like, okay, but just some random. Are you part of the World Cyber Games? Nope, not really. I play in the the, the Seattle three sixties. <laughs> I'm the keeper. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't been able to play shit. Uh, I've been on vacation for two weeks. Um, I know that it started out. Everybody heard the episode from Classic Gaming Expo that we recorded. Uh, that's where it started. I went to Indianapolis and went to Gen Con, and then I went to uh, New York for a week. And um, everybody who's into traditional games sh- needs to go to Gen Con. Period. The thing, it's fucking awesome. Like four days of of the geekiest geekery that ever geeked a geek. Um, it sounds like, terrifying. Sounds awesome. It's it's actually really really cool. I mean, yeah, it's there are some terrifying aspects of it, right? I mean, everything that's terrifying about PAX is 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 the same at Gen Con. It's just not my kind of geeks, so it's terrifying. Yeah, well, well, looking have, at the picture that you showed me of the the game the the, the card game room, the card game room, I was like, man, I just want to like shout in that room, I'm like, hey, everybody, we're going to the gym! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's it's huge, right? The 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 main con hall itself is is big. I, I don't have square footages or anything, but it's it's big. And then in addition to the main con hall, there's there's like humongous TCG room uh, for that's dominated mostly by Magic, clearly. And then there's some others that uh, take their spaces, like the World of Warcraft TCGs actually got had some pretty big. World of Warcraft TCG actually had its own entire room at the con, in addition to its space in the main TCG room. Magic for dummies. Um, like the spoils was running some tournaments. Spoils, so, really? Yeah, that's still around. The, it's back, actually. It's the, back. The, Tenacious sold the the game to another company who is now trying to kind of they're they're going to publish the next set and they're going to try and re, kind of reinvigorate the game, which is also that's an excellent game. I really like it. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, anyway, that's all, you know, that's board games and, and trading card games in the middle of Indianapolis, which is a surprisingly cool city, by the way, if you've never been to Indy. I, there's not a whole lot of reason to go to Indy um, other than something like Gen Con, but the city itself is actually really cool. It's uh, very flat and walkable. Like, everything is kind of contained in about a 15 by 15 block square, and there's all kinds of really good restaurants and really good, um, like there's a lot of clubs and a lot of good stuff in, in, in the middle of Indy. There's a, there's a Fogo de Chao that we went to. Christina uh, had experience oh, with that place. I love that place. Um, Delicious. Yes. Uh, unending showers of meat. Yay. Uh, it's almost a bad thing, right? Uh, no, there's nothing bad about that. We're going to, we're going to walk around with this cow in the restaurant and everyone just take a bite off of it as it walks by. Kind of. If the cow was on like a a skewer, (laughs) then that's kind of like that. Yeah, that's basically what it is. (laughs) We did our, we did our classic gaming expo podcast a couple of weeks ago, which, um, it was funny because, uh, when we were recording it, we were thought, we, we thought we were being very negative about the show. When I listen to the show, we're not as negative as, as I think Christina and I thought we were. Um, but Which is good because I, I didn't want to be negative I, about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I, I kind of agree. Like, I don't, I don't want to be a negative about it to the point where it's just like, you know, we're just ragging on the show. Uh, it's pretty small, there right? were It was small. It was smaller than even than any of us really expected. Um, it's definitely something that I, that I hope continues. And it's making me, it made me really, really excited for PRGE for Portland Retro Gaming Expo, which we will be going to in about a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got uh, Portland Retro coming up. We've got PAX in two weeks, uh, and which I'm hoping we wow. can record at least one show from PAX. Um, if we can do two, that would be spectacular. But I know, you know, it didn't happen for CGE. Well, I don't see why it would happen for PAX. But it depends on what we do there and how late we're there and that kind of stuff. So, um but we will definitely be trying to record at least one show from PAX and one show from Portland Retro. I, I just want to relax and, you know, geek. go fucking geek out at, at PAX. Like, I will be judging magic yeah. at PAX. <laughs> Nerd. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and then I will be roaming around on Sunday. Nerd. Yeah. Hey, you call me a nerd? Whatevs. Hey, the best time that I the best time <laughs> that I had at PAX, and this is evidenced by my recent my earlier discussion about Gen Con, is two years ago at PAX, we spent most of our time up in the traditional gaming room playing card games and board games and stuff. We would go to the show during the day and then at night go over to the TCG or the traditional game room and we were playing like Carcassonne and and other you know traditional style games you can get and, a pickup uh, game of just about anything there yeah exactly this is so. great and then ascension will probably be there yes. in force which apparently is I, very good it is excellent i picked it up at gen con and i i love it it's really good so sweet we'll have to nerdery about that later yep about video games this podcast about video games video games and this particular podcast about super metroid oh god i wouldn't kick her out of bed (laughs) (laughs) unless she was in the suit uh no i wouldn't kick her in the out of bed either you keep that blaster on baby wow that's a that's pretty hardcore sir (laughs) so we've all been playing super metroid right yes yep go go ah so okay i'll I'll go by the agenda like what first of all what um how did you play this game originally? What do you what do you remember about it when you were from when you were a kid? I'll start. 
Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do I remember about it? I remember it being awesome. Pure yeah. awesome. Uh, I rented it. I never actually owned it, but I rented it constantly and beat it a mm-hmm. lot. Um, I, the atmosphere is something that, that sticks with me. Uh, I think that a lot of games, that's what really sticks with me. And Super Metroid has this really cool feeling of uh, sound and, and exploration. Mm-hmm. So immediately when I picked it up again and so recently it was like, Oh, I'm in an area that I need to be in because it sounds different. <laughs> like, Oh, there's something for me in this room because it has the really quiet space music in the background. Oh, there's a power up here, you mm-hmm. know, energy tank missiles, something like that. Um, I just, I like the game. I like it a lot. Um, and I played it a lot as a kid. Uh, it took me a while to beat it. Um, but uh, the puzzles are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, not it's not too difficult. The controls are good. Uh, you wouldn't see that if you were watching me play it today. <laughs> uh, I have been I have been playing a lot of StarCraft in my defense, and so platforming is is is, is uh, my platforming skills have atrophied, <laughs> if you if you will. So what about you, Shoop? When did you did you play this as a kid? Oh yeah, this was probably my third game I owned on the Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo was my primary console of all time. Uh, this is my favorite platformer of all time. <laughs> I, I I'm not a platformer guy. I will completely admit that platformers are not my favorite, and they're pretty far down on the list. But so many fond memories, and while I'm playing it, I remember the fond memories, and I still and. I still have those fun memories, but I also realize this is a really effing good game. This f for the for the time and still now, I think it's well designed. It the jumping is a little difficult, but it was designed that way because you need to be able to do lots of different directions and different ways of jumping. Um, but as you were talking, as Microtron was talking, I remember I, I was thinking of you have to like mazes if you like this game. If you don't like a that maze, is definitely true. If you don't like to do mazes, this this game is horrible because it's pretty much puzzles and mazes, and the platforming part of it is really simple compared to the puzzles and mazes. Yeah. What yeah. you, Christina? I didn't have any memories of this game at all. Really? Yeah, I pretty much never played it. Oh wow! So this is I, the first time you've played it. No, I dabbled in it a, a while back, but I have no real memories because if I remember correctly, I picked it up, I played, it, and I was like, oh. So this is Super Metroid. And then that was about as far as I got. Yeah. So. I didn't play it very much when I was a kid either. I played a, I played it a little bit. I, I don't, I did not like Metroid, like on the NES. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I've never played Metroid 2. And uh, I remember renting, like you said, renting Metroid, uh, Super Metroid at one point when I had the, the Super, rented the Super NES in it. And um, when you say Metroid 2, do you mean the Game Boy version? Yeah, he meant. Is yeah, that, that what you mean? Okay. I, yeah, I've never played the. So I've played, I've played about half of the original Metroid, and I've played uh, Super Metroid. Um, I haven't, I haven't beat Super Metroid ever. Um, and then I've dabbled a little tiny bit in the Game Boy, the Game Boy ones, and the there Metroid Two on the Game Boy, and Game Boy Advance ones, Zero Mission and and Fusion. Fusion. Um, and then. Of course, there's the the Prime stuff, which is newer. We'll get into that later. But uh, Super Metroid, I just I, I don't know. When I was a kid, uh, my memories of it were that I did not like it because I didn't like the original Metroid for whatever reason. And then this one, when I when I picked up uh, Super Metroid as a kid, I remember thinking, oh, this is just more of the same. 
you know, and I thought it was going to be like better or different in some way. And I thought, and, and my kid brain was like, eh, it's more of the same. I, I don't remember what other game I had at the same time, but it was one of those situations where I had rented two games and decided to try Super Metroid. And then I picked it up and played it and didn't like it and set it down and never touched it in favor of whatever other game that I had rented at the time. So what about now having played it, you know, Matt, you said it's your favorite platformer of all time. Is it still your favorite uh, platformer of all time? Thinking back, I, I retract those words. <laughs> Mega Man 2, favorite platform of all time. Okay. And then Super Metroid. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I still think that I actually don't like to go back to Mega Man 2. I get frustrated as shit because it's so fucking hard. Um, but here I feel I feel like I can do it. I'm not as good as I used to be, Rusty, but I still enjoy it. still have a good time with it. And I still very much want to go through the puzzles because I don't remember everything, and I'm, I feel good about it when I finally do find it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got a bomb here, and I feel great. Okay. Sure. This game definitely stands up. It's hard to, to compare it to other games. I think the best platformer of all time is Symphony of Night in regards to adventure platforming. Are you are you separating that from like Mario style games, or are you comparing it and saying that Symphony of the Night is even better than something like Super Mario World? Um, I my favorite Super Mario is Super Mario okay. Bros. Three or Super Mario Three. Um, just for my own personal reasons, mm-hmm. it's it's they're different. I think okay. Super yeah, yeah, yeah. Super Metroid in its essence is a adventure game and a puzzle game right because it doesn't have the same level of control that you have in say something like mario where the control is amazing you, mm-hmm. you can't beat it and then you have a very specific style of control in the Mega Man series mm-hmm. um like Mega Man x great control uh those are the those Absolutely. are the things those are the, those are the, the hallmarks of those 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 games right just i mean it's well known that Mario games sell games sell better based on how they jump like Mario. If your character jumps <laughs> like true. Mario, the game sells better. Yeah. You see it's, those show up in review. Yep. Reviews. The character jumps like Mario. Yep. And that's <laughs> something about that. Like and um, like Sheep was saying, uh, Samus jumps a little squirrely and that's part of the game. Very like, stiff. Why like, am I thinking of Master Chief jumping like Mario and realizing, <laughs> yeah, it actually does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's hard it's hard hard for me to like compare it, but I definitely think it it stands the test of time. I think later on when we get into the the, the prime series, I we'll talk a little bit about how it probably should have stayed 2D. I don't think we're going to get into the prime series uh, on this game. Oh, no, no, no. When we discuss like oh, uh, later there's, the there's, yeah, there's yeah, a question yeah, regarding yeah. that. Um we'll get to that later though. So playing it now, what do you think about it, Christina? I still don't really like it very much. Um Something. Wait, you said you didn't play it before. <laughs> yeah, well, I played it. I said I played it a little while ago, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, this is Metroid." And so, hey, this is Super Metroid. I, I don't know. I just I don't really connect to it at all. I it doesn't seem like a bad game. It just seems like a game that I don't care about, and I still mm-hmm. don't care about it. I it's hard to explain because for me, I actually really like adventure type games. I like exploring, so by all accounts, I should love this game, and I don't. I don't. I don't like the constant running back and forth and doing the backtracking. Is yeah, it's, it's one of the things I don't like about it either. The backtracking is. It's not even just there. It's severe. Yeah, like you are all over the place. And as you said, there's a lot of audio cues and things like that that'll that'll give you hints. But if you don't know what's going on, 
it's very confusing. I think that's part of it, figuring out what, what's going on. Because you get a reward from being like, oh, I took so long to find this, and I backtracked so many times, and you're like, oh, it was right in front of my freaking face the whole time. And see, for me, I don't have that desire to push through that annoyance of where do I go next. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm like, where do I go? You know what? Screw this game. I'm off. And, and that's then- that's exactly the same conversation that I had with Patrick when we did the uh, um, when we did Link to the Past. Right? I don't have that desire to just explore every fucking inch of every corner of every map. You know, my I, I guess I you know I'm I'm very midland about this game now. Like when I when I was a kid, I remember not liking it. Now I'm I'm not in. I don't dislike it anymore. Um, it just it has is. some. It's just there. And there's some problems with it that I that I don't like. There's some things, like you said, the atmosphere and the music is excellent, especially for a Super NES game. I'm yeah. I'm really impressed. Like, it's something I don't remember about the game. So when I go went back into it this time, I'm like, wow, I'm really impressed at how you know how. Oddly enough, through through nothing more than than sound effects and and at kind of ambient music, they've managed to convey this kind of loneliness to the game, where you definitely feel very you know you feel isolated as samus you feel very alone in the game and i'm how they did that i have no idea i couldn't i couldn't sit here and analyze it and figure it out but they did a great job with that Um, a lot of it has to do with the music yeah and certain er transition areas in the game i think Mm -hmm. like at the very beginning uh you have like this kind of it's empty and i think that's a very specific reason that they did that. It's mm-hmm. like you are on this weird planet and uh, you're alone and you're supposed to do something here. Go. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. See, the music is great. I guess for me, it's, some of it just seems kind of annoying. Like the first little part where you drop down that pit forever. Mm-hmm. Just in like you go down it and the entire time I was dropping down, I was like, oh, this is going to be a pain in the ass because I'm going to have to climb back up it. I know <laughs> it. Yeah. And then two seconds later, what are you doing? You're jumping back up and you, miss a ledge and you fall like to the bottom and you jump back up it's just stuff like that i I don't know i don't have the patience and the that's one of the things that you guys were talking about the jumping and how kind of awkward it was and that's one of the reasons that's one of the things that i dislike is you have parts like that that are so reliant on your jumping and your jumping is kind of like you said squirrely it's it you feel very heavy it feels very like stiff like you um, I can never quite figure out what's going to cause me to do the flippy jump and what's just going to cause me to just kind of like stiffly, you know, you know, the hop, sta- do the statue hop into the air. Um, I, it's really, for some reason, I found it very hard to be able to remember and judge the distance of my jumps, you know, like figure out, cause I'll, I'd make one jump one time and I'd be like, Oh, okay. That's how I do it. And I'd, feel like I did it the same way again and she'd jump way short and fall into a pit or fall in lava or get caught by some fucking monster that would drag her into the water that I couldn't get away from and I would die. Maybe we both just suck because I had that same thing as well. Like just, like I said, climbing that giant pit up again. Like I kept jumping and I would make one ledge and I would jump again thinking I was jumping the same Mm -hmm. and I would miss it just barely and then I would manage to find the spot that went between <laughs> that would rocket all of the you pl- all the way to the bottom. Yeah, I did that like three times. And at that point, I think I'm just, I think I've turned into almost like a lazy gamer. Like I, I just, it annoys me when things don't work the way that I think they should. <laughs> like I, I need to, need to fix this game. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a good game, and I can, I can see why people enjoy it. I, for one, feel that it is overhyped. Hmm. 
Let the flaming commence. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. My Katron's no. eyes are about to burst into flames. Uh, it's partially because I'm allergic to your damn house. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my left eye is, like, trying to revolt inside my skull. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, I just love the shit out of this game. Yeah, I mean, I figured I was going to be setting myself up for that. As I was playing, I was like, I don't think this game is all that great. And as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, my God, that's the sound of the Internet exploding. (laughs) I don't think it's my nostalgia that's fueling that either. Uh, I still think it's a great game. Part of the jumping thing is that you you get multiple types of power-ups for your jumping. You get, what, four different power-ups for your jumping? Later in the game, you get the screw screw attack and the double jump and... Jumping uh, off of walls. Jumping off walls. Yeah, that's five. High See? jump. Yeah, so, like, it, it changes how you jump every time. It's just... I feel like it's just different. You that kind of thing jump. annoys me. Because sometimes you never... With the, coupled with the fact that she jumps funky... You never quite know if you're not making it because you suck or because the game's like, haha, joke's on you. You just can't do it yet. No, yeah. it's it's just extremely sensitive. It is an extremely extremely sensitive jumping thing, and you play the game often enough, and you get to the point where you can go through the game in five minutes, whatever. But yeah. you just gotta. It takes lots of practice. Yeah, like my buddy Carl can make. I, I don't know about Super Metroid, but I remember watching him beat Metroid in like forty five minutes, like straight front to back. I just sat down one day. And he's just like, can I play Metroid? I'm like, sure. And then I like walked away to do something, and I came back, and he was at the end of the game. I yep. was just like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's with any game, though. Like, yeah. any game, you play it enough, and you can be amazing at it. Like, I sat there, and uh, Jason's currently playing Contra. Every time I, like, turn the corner, like, he's playing it again, he's trying <laughs> to get his time down. <laughs> Jesus. Like, speed, genuine speed run. Yeah, he's, he's going, he just keeps dropping his time. And I'm like, oh, are you trying to get your time down? He's like, no, I'm just playing this time. What's your time? He's like, oh, I can do it in about mm, 14 and a half minutes, 15 minutes. Beat the whole game? Yeah. Any wow. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm like, oh, I'm dead. And he's like, no, you just had to stand right here. Duck. Go. All right. Now you're good. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like this game is kind of a, an odd combination of, like, when I was playing it earlier today, I thought to myself, it's like a, it's like a combination of... Link to the Past and Mega and Mega Man X, like it's got the Mega Man X kind of like jumping, shooting, you know, action platformer part, power ups, and then the exploration aspects from like Link to the Past. The problem with for me is that those exploration aspects are just as frustrating in this game as they were in Link to the Past, where there are parts, there are definitely parts in this game where not only can I not get somewhere because I don't have the right weapon, right? Which, that doesn't bother me so much because, like, the first time you see something you can blow up with a morph ball bomb, you realize, oh, I just can't do that yet. Um, But then there are times where you get into a room where you literally just have to shoot at shit until something vanishes, and that and it's not it's not really marked in any way it's not really there's nothing to to indicate to you that it can be blown up um if that were only true of secret areas the mini map tells you often if you manage to find it no like, no he's saying that uh, the mini map will show you go, uh, go into your map and you you can actually see that the the wall doesn't end there really yeah so yeah. that'll show you, like, the area that we found we were stuck on earlier. We're like, oh, it's it's 
Yeah, that that makes doesn't sense. have a white line. It doesn't there, have a white line just... there, and oh, you just you just walk through the ceiling, and that's it. Mm. It's not it's not some sort of amazing secret. It's just there for the person who's actually detail oriented and paying attention. Yeah, I was this part of the game. Yeah, I guess I just wasn't paying as much attention to my map as I should have. Um, but see, I don't um, like to use maps, which I think is part of why I don't really like the games. So the map is pretty important. Yeah, yeah, you gotta use the maps in this game. So yeah. it's like when I played Cave Story, like I I like games like that. You don't have to m- use the map; it's there. But I never once opened that. Map. I beat the entire Cave Story without ever even collecting the map item. So I never had a map in that game. <laughs> it's like in yeah, see, I, I think I prefer platformers that are like that. That are they're pretty straight through like that's still had different areas but you kind of figured your way through it like it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like super metroid it wasn't my, a maze my issues yeah, it wasn't with, a maze yeah my issues with super metroid are less about the design and more about the the control the control just feels awkward to me sometimes like i the one thing i will say and this is this is not really a compl- i can't complain about this because they allow you to customize the controller as much as you want but the default controls are awkward to me the the way they place the buttons um with a being was it a being jump and x being shoot is, is really strange on a super nes controller um that being said though you can customize it to your heart's content you can set whatever button you want to whatever button you want and that's i'm glad that they put that in there because um and i think that they probably put that in there because somebody realized their default control scheme sucks i don't know i i'm still maybe i need to play it more but i'm still very meh about this game um i know you guys still think it's awesome and christina still hates it i don't don't hate it that's that's (laughs) not the right words i like with the controls for instance I, i was playing it this morning and uh, I didn't play that far into it, so, you know, the interest of, you know, sharing that little bit. I didn't play that far into it. I started playing, I got the morph ball, and I was like, what What button does the morph ball? What is the morph ball? How down. do I morph? But you press down, and you have to press down twice. Yeah. Like, it's, the, it's not intuitive to me at all. The toggle crouch, even not talking about the morph ball at all, the toggle crouch is very counterintuitive to me. It mm-hmm. always has been, but that's just, like, I just, I want to be, I want to, sounds weird. I want to hold down if I'm crouching, you know, I want to hold it. And Oh, I, I understand. You, and if I release it, I should stand the fuck back up. And in this game, you don't. You press down, you toggle down to a crouch, and then you have to press push down. up again to, to stand up and do something, or you have to shoot or oh, whatever. Oh, you can so. walk in it, and it and stops. And the crying. reason yeah. for that is purely because of the morph ball. Because of the morph ball. When in actuality, I, well, I don't know, maybe because they could have just double tapped for morph ball, but... Um, I don't know. It coulda, shoulda, woulda. It doesn't really matter. It's um, their designs, their control scheme. So um, I'm I'm very impressed by the atmosphere. I, I think you and I, Micah Tron, got into an interesting discussion before the show about the concept of, um, you said the music is really, really good in this game, and, and to a point I, I agree. But um, I had mentioned the music is good, but it's not memorable. Like, it's it's a game where the music works really well in the game, but... Am I ever whistling a, a tune from this game? No. I don't remember how it's any of this music in my sounds. head right now. I think the music's actually is memorable. Really? Yeah. Like memorable to the point where it's something that you would, you'd, you know, you, you, you can hum Brinstar, you I'm, know? I mean, it's one of those things, like, it's been covered by a lot of video game cover bands. and It's it, always the same song, though. <laughs> and it's always it's always like the theme song, which that's one thing. But like individual level music, I can't I can't remember how any of it sounds. 
Yeah, I know Brinstar's been covered. Really? Yeah. Well, the only the only music in this game that pops into my head is the I just collected an item music. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. I just don't I I think it works. And I'm not saying that, but I'm I'm saying it's one of those things where I just don't think I just don't think it's very like hummable. One thing I mm. actually dislike uh, at the very beginning, see uh, the very beginning where you're pressing the start to actually get into it. It's there's no music. It's mm-hmm. on the space station where it's just quiet and there's just a little cricket of the Metroid chirping. Yeah, that's all you've got. That that would help a lot if it had the the beginning music soundtrack that all the the Mario Brothers have and you can hum along to and you know that song. Metroid doesn't have that. Yeah. Uh, I I disagree. It makes Metroid different and unique in that way, but it doesn't. It would make it for a lot more memorable thing that you could whistle along to, or hum, or at least remember when somebody does a cover of it. I'm fine with the game being really quiet. Yeah, it definitely adds the loneliness. You're in space. The atmosphere is pretty cool. Atmosphere is yeah. definitely good. So now that we've run that stuff into the ground, we do have a bunch of questions. William Leonard. Yay, William Leonard barraged us with questions Good which job, is William awesome Leonard. so uh i'm, I'm gonna start i, I kind of reordered take lessons from william william and leonard yeah thank you i reordered uh his questions a little bit um just so that we could because they so they flowed a little better his first question what do you think helps this game being so atmospheric despite the limited graphical and audio capabilities what do you think modern day developers could learn from this like I think we kind of went over it. It's mostly the music and the that kind of quietness that you were talking about, right, Mike You don't need music all the time. Uh, what are some games that do it well now? Uh, Braid, maybe. Dead Space. Dead Space. Dead Space did a pretty good job with it. Yeah, Braid definitely. Um, Limbo was incredibly. I was going to say Limbo, even though I haven't played it. That I could guess that that would be. I it. played it a little bit. Uh, Patrick's house. It's pretty fucking cool i it's wish awesome. i wish uh i wish it would come out on psn because i don't have an xbox um i'm sure steam. it will eventually is it on steam yeah it's on I'm, steam i might buy it on steam then yeah i haven't actually bought it yet i keep meaning to i played the demo a couple times and it is just it's great there's no music it's quiet and black and white and, and creepy. it is creepy as hell yeah. dear sweet first time you i don't know if you played it you played it at patrick's with luke the first time you walk over one of those uh, like bear trap type things and your guy's head just pops off, it's like, the game is so gory to be in black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it is excellent. I think th- I don't know that there are a lot of games. Like, are there games that you can think of that do it wrong that could that could learn from this? Like, to me, I think if you want my honest opinion, Metroid Prime did it wrong. I don't think Metroid Prime was nearly as as like atmospheric as as the original Metroid games. No. It, um, they kind of over overdid the music in those games, I think. Um, if that's, I mean, which didn't bother me too much because I didn't really like. They overdid coloring. They overdid music in Metroid Prime. They easily could have gone the way of Dead Space or any other horror uh, type of thing, mm-hmm. and it would have felt a lot more me- uh, Metroidish yeah. because Metroid, you are alone. You are dealing with. Some badass shit. You shouldn't be fighting cartoon characters, even. <laughs> you're fighting something that's really fucking scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, his second question: um, How do you feel about the fact that during the game there is no real plot exposition? 
all the plot apart from the opening monologue is conveyed through Samus and other characters' actions as opposed to te- text or cutscenes. I think it's good writing. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to tell... I, I, I think the majority of video game writers currently are terrible because they are like star wars style new star wars style where you're like we're gonna go to this planet for no reason because we said so and we're gonna do this my plot this is the plot like here you go and that's or exciting. or the sequels to the matrix where um everything was explained like it was just a conversation where the, like the conversation where they're like Robots need us, and we need robots. Nah. Yep, know. and that's terrible, terrible writing. That's yeah. that's exactly what they tell you in, you know, a write a fiction writing class of not to do. Mm-hmm. Don't do this. This have is a little bad bit of faith fan in your fiction. audience. Yes, to to get stuff. Games well, games that do it right are like Half Life series, where mm-hmm. but those people are actually writing, you know, movie scripts. The audience wants to figure out a lot of stuff on their own. They mm-hmm. want to be. They want to use their imagination, and if you allow the audience to use their imagination, it becomes a lot more real to them. Yeah, I I like I the, in some aspects I because to some degree I disagree with when it comes to Super Metroid because I don't it to me it it felt less like there was l- very little plot exposition and more like there was no plot. Um, in this, which now don't get me wrong, I don't mind that with this game. It's an action game. I don't care that there's no plot. Mm-hmm. However, I don't feel like it was a. Is it, it's like a well thought out or well written story. It's you run into a room, some big fucking monster steals a Metroid. Now you're in an action adventure game, mm-hmm. and you're just going. Like there's mm-hmm. no, there's none of this Metro. You know, Samus, you need to go here and find this. No, it's like. You know, you're just going. You're running through the levels, and you go through the game, and that's so, it. So agree. Uh, and it, this is something I don't think either of you two uh, will uh, got caught on to because it doesn't happen t- until almost the end of the game. But there's uh, some, I, know, I was just going to mention this. Yes. the uh, There's some major plot items that happen at the very end of the game. We're going to do spoilers, of course. Uh, there's no spoilers in this show. Go. Okay. So at the very end of the game, remember that Metroid they talked about at the very beginning of the game that got stolen? Uh-huh. Guess what they do to it? fucking huge mass mutant yeah uh, yeah you have to fight it it kills you but then saves you and then i heard about that and then at the very end boss with the mother brain it kills a mother brain for you after you're about to die from the mother brain and it sacrifices itself it sacrifices yeah. itself and it's honestly it's a crying moment it, it, if like, you don't oh, have tears so <laughs> and they portray all of this without any 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 talking any words anything you can just tell from its clutching of you that it cares about you and it hmm. thinks of you as its mother. The um, Yeah, yeah. So there's this weird mystery that I, I've... It's actually in Metroid 2 as well. There's, there's that same thing that happens where you're... There's this mystery of what the Metroid is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why it's done well in this game is because there there really isn't much until the very end you're like wow the thing that really sticks with me is the sound of the metroid dying <laughs> you're like wow that yeah that's really sad <laughs> I, I you're like man oh man that guy was cool yeah <laughs> and he helped me out you know the entire game all you're doing is just doing a platformer the same as you might do in a mega man and then up until that very end point where you're either fighting ripley that very first guy that you fight at the ridley ridley or and then you fight him very at the very end mm-hmm. you realize he's just a devil he's 
cruel and mean and a horrible, terrible person. And then you get those same, you get that same kind of feelings or sadness when you're dealing with the Metroid. I never felt any emotions while I'm fighting the Mother Brain, though. It's just an end boss. You're like, oh, this is scary, scary thing. Scary, scary thing, but there's no real emotions. It's just hard. Yeah. Simple question now. Do you prefer 2D Metroid or Metroid or oh, 3D in Metroid Prime series? That I'm going to answer that one first because it's real easy. I don't like Metroid Prime. Agreed. so Agreed. Uh, if I have to pick, you know, being that I'm not really a fan of either of them, if I have to pick one, I'm going to say the 2D Metroids are better. I like Metroid Prime. Uh, yeah. uh, I do. I do. I like that it. That might get you killed. It, I do. <laughs> I, do. I don't care. It's more my type of game. Okay. It, it's because you are still going around, but I don't know, the, the third person adventure style, I really enjoyed. Or first person adventure. Or first person, yeah. sorry. <laughs> the first person adventure style, I really enjoyed. It, I mean, I enjoyed it, and I didn't finish it, but I can tell you right now, I made way farther in Metroid Prime than I did any other Metroid game. It held my interest more. Okay. Megatron. Uh, 2D, definitely. Yeah. I think transitioning into the 3D realm, uh, bad. Um, just in, in the era that you had everybody going into 3D and only 3D, and that's that's what had to be. You had a, a game, you know, Symphony of the Night come out and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, what if we just do it really well, have awesome controls, make a crazy amount of content that nobody could ever possibly beat unless you're absolutely crazy?" Um, I think that's they could have just improved upon the formula that Super Metroid did very well and just added more, and they could have done it. Um, eh. I don't know. I I just... Metroid Prime was ruined for me by its control scheme because first-person controls are pretty... have been pretty well solved at this point, and... To have a game where you can't strafe and you have this weird lock-on mechanism to do everything, and and technically you can strafe, but it requires holding a button down to do it, and like the way you turn corners is really awkward in that game. It's almost like driving controls, and it's just I just don't I don't like the controls in that game at all. And I, I was longing for just give me just normal basic, basic first-person shooter style controls, and then then I would have been okay with that game. You know, it would have been, um, but it, like the controls just ruined it for me. It like ruined the whole game for me. I haven't played Metroid Prime in a long time. Like when it came out is I think the last time I played it. And I didn't really like Metroid Prime 2 that much. And Prime 3 seemed good, but I never took the time to play it. I don't remember that being really an issue. I think, I do remember one thing, which was everybody else's complaint about Prime is I really liked going around just scanning stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I liked looking around and finding random little facts, like little bits of information, and just reading. But then again, I'm the type of person who any game where they're like, collect this page of whatever, I'm like, hey, look, new page, let's read that. <laughs> and I play, you know, a game with my husband, and he's like, what? There's a story in this game. I'm at the end, and I'm like, did you read the? Did you read all the pages? And he's that's like, because he's a boy. He's like, what pages? Yeah. What what do these pages no, do? Both Luke and Christina both do that. They have to finish 100. percent it depends on the game. Uh, like, well, no wonder you guys don't play MMOs. You'd be <laughs> fucked. <laughs> uh, I think, Micadron, you kind of got into this next question a little bit already, but he said, um, will you, this is all William Leonard, by the way, and he says, uh, do you think that 2D-style gameplay was abandoned too early in this franchise?
franchise's run. And he lists he listed the super or the two D versus three D games. Like there was Metroid, Metroid Two, Super Metroid, and Metro- he listed Metroid Fusion and had forgotten about Metroid Zero Mission. Uh, and then three D were the Prime games and Prime Hunters. Um, and I think you already answered that. Yes, you think it was abandoned too early. Yep, I, I believe they could have just really taken some of those elements that weren't so good, like the backtracking out of Super Metroid, and made an absurd amount of content and adaptability, you know, like secrets, all kinds of stuff. They could have, you know, explored other planets, mm-hmm. all of these things, and um, and it could have been just awesome. I mean... I, Symphony Night was awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And it was way after the fact that it w- still did a 2D version, Ta-da! and they never, after yeah, the yeah. and they never, they they never quite achieved <laughs> the same thing. But I think if anybody were to do something that spectacular, Nintendo could do it because yes. I kind of think that Metroid Other M is very similar to that, though. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped for that one. I'm actually, very I don't know much about it. it, so I don't know much about it either. I yeah. like I haven't, I honestly haven't been paying much attention to like the the trailers and stuff. I saw that the little preview video thing with Samus and her thumb. And oh yeah. Just like, yeah. It's, uh, it's very like the story. Oh thumb, yeah. She yeah, does yeah, this yeah, terrible, yeah. like, like gladiator style thumbs down thing. And it's, it's, if you can find the trailer, it's, it's kind of hilarious actually. Yeah. This, the way you're describing it makes me think that such she's giving idea. it a thumbs down for the, the actual game. She, <laughs> she starts with a thumbs up and then at the very dramatic moment at the end, she twists it all the way down to be a thumbs down. So it's like, yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Uh, Isn't she very um, young in the in the game? Well, she starts. There's like story, uh, kind of exposition. It actually takes place right after Super Metroid. Oh, so I it, thought it was way earlier, like a precursor to all all the games. She kind of dis- describes some of the stuff from yeah, early. I think there's but, a lot of flashback stuff in it where they're where she's talking about how she got to where she is. Right. right. And then the but the actual gameplay is actually right after Super Metroid. Right after Super Metroid. So it takes place right after the baby, right after that whole incident. Is it, so is the game 2D? It's kind of, yes, it's it's that 2D, 3D bit. So it's kind of a side-scroller, um, yeah. but it's uh, co-developed by Team Ninja. So it's got kind of that Team Ninja fight style to it. What do they do? Aren't there full-on? Ninja Gaiden. Like, Ninja Gaiden. Aren't there full-on 3D? Well, you can point the Wii Remote at the screen and you go into like a prime control scheme. So you point, you can aim with the hmm. the pointer. Okay, I like I said, I haven't paid much attention to it, and I thought that there was like th- third person three D kind of platforming type stuff in the game, but yeah, maybe. it's th- it's three D. I, I but you're saying it's like two point five D, where it's like side scrolling. It's but it's it's three well, it's, it's D, like. It's mostly so. It's hard to hard to describe, is what you're saying. There's, there's like <laughs> levels and in, inside things, almost like with Super Metroid, where you're running along a pattern uh-huh. where there's like grates on either side. So you're basically in a 2D setup. Okay. But then there's some areas where it's big and open, to where it turns into more of a third person, uh, open area. But it's all very contained. So it's it's like when you open it up, at least from what I could see from the videos and stuff, it seems like it's a like a circle room type thing hmm. where you can run around in that room. But like then an you'll, arena kind of. Yeah, but then you'll go back to a hallway, which will become very confined. So. Hmm. Well, this last question is, what do you think of Metroid Other M so far? And I think we just answered that. Yep. Like, I, It looks interesting. I'll, I'll, 
as with a lot of things, um, unless it's coming out from Insomniac, I'm going to reserve judgment. Like I'll buy anything that Insomniac puts their name on, but uh, <laughs> with this one, I'll I'll wait a little bit because I am not a big Team Ninja fan. I don't really like the Ninja Gaiden games that much, so we'll we'll see what they can do with Metroid. I'll buy it. We'll see. Day so. one. So, um, crap, I forgot to figure out where you can get this game. I know you can get the original. I know you can get the VC version. So there's at least two ways you can get it. I don't know if it was ever... It's mo- it's a Nintendo property, though, so m- most of the time that's the only place you're going to be able to get it. Cause I think I'd, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Game. So, Can you get it for the Game Boy? Uh, no. No, not this actual game. Hmm. You can get hmm. the original Metroid, Metroid Zero Mission, and Metroid Fusion. But yeah. But not for the uh, Game Boy Advance. Nope. In one of the rare moments where Nintendo didn't double dip people, I think they decided to actually go and make new Metroid properties for the GBA. Yeah. Which, um, oddly enough, I you know, well, not oddly enough, I didn't really like those games either. So maybe if I go back and play Super Metroid and end up actually liking it, maybe that'll give me a fresh look on on Metroid Fusion and Metroid Zero Mission. Um, I. I think it's got good aspects and bad aspects, and I'm totally indifferent toward it. Someday, Luke will like a game. Dun, dun, dun. There have been Someday. games that I've liked. There have been games that I've liked in this show. Oh, God. Jeez. Meh. Meh. Is the word to be that entirely comes honest, from your mouth very often. I, really? Because I, like <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of shit I hate and a few things that I like, but not very much that I'm about. You're very but, hard man to please. You you start out with meh, and then sometimes create your opinion as it goes. Uh, to some degree, when we talk about stuff, and I think I think about it, right? And I'm like, I finally get to the point where I'm actually analyzing what I what I'm saying, and now I'm like, well, no, I really don't like that. There have been a couple of times I fucking, of course, I'm not going to remember them off the top of my head right now, where I've actually gone from not liking something to to being okay with it. Um, I, my my opinion can change. There's just some things that I fucking hate and I will always hate. So I can't say anything because I'm completely indifferent to this game as well. Yeah. I, I just I don't really care. I've never really cared about it. And while I love the fact that Samus is a strong female character, a strong female mm-hmm. lead in a video game, I, I just don't really care. My question, do you think that the developers of this game at the time made her a female character to make a strong female lead or for the titillation factor at the end where you find out she's a girl. Both. Because you don't, like... I don't think it's titillation. I think it's surprise. You never know that she's a female. So, like, until you get to the end of the game, like, the newer games, clearly she's a strong female character. But when you play Metroid, you're like, I'm running through this game as a dude. Holy fuck, it's a chick. You know... So I don't know that it's... I don't know that... I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I I just said I don't know like 15 uh, times in a row. I don't know if we can really know what they thought, but I mean, I know for most people, it was just assumed that she was male. And then when you get to the end of the game, if you beat it fast enough and you find out she's she's female, it's it's kind of a... Jason Bailey. Yeah. Justin Bailey. (laughs) Justin Bailey. But uh, you you think it's it's just a crazy like moment where the entire game just kind of flips itself over and it makes you kind of think about it a little more. And a lot of people talked about that game yeah. just because of that for years. But I, I, I could just imagine like sixteen year old gamer nerds being like, "There's no way in hell a chick could have done all that." But I mean, <laughs> I think it's really realize? cool. She's though. girl at the end. Oh, really? No, I gotta finish it. I gotta finish the game now. Yeah, I think it's really cool that she she turned out to be this strong female lead and she's. 
like a lot of females uh, who take leads all, all dress very skimpy and very, mm-hmm. and there are not very many who are actually just. It's it's the same as if they're a guy. They're just female. Yeah. Um, she's one in. Well, I don't know about that. If you look at some of the some of the like the, the newer the stuff. cut scene art from even some of the well from like some of the Game Boy games, like the first time you see the zero suit and there are a couple of okay. times where she shows up in like a bikini thing. Yeah. There's like... zero suit Samus, which is totally different. Yeah. I'm talking about suit Samus, <laughs> you know, where she didn't go the skimpy route. Such as this game. Yeah. She was just an awesome ass kicker. You knew mm-hmm. she, she was, was a girl, but she didn't do anything to accentuate the fact that she was a girl. She Correct. just was an ass yeah. kicker, which I really like. They're, they're not that many. They didn't embody the stereotype that a typical game heroine has today. Agreed. Unfortunately, they are sort of recanting their original intent, I think, with the games now. To be honest, they do with a lot of games. Like uh, the first Resident Evil, Jill Valentine, wasn't really skimpy dressed. She was, you know, she was okay. Like she was wearing tighter clothes, but not skimpy. But she was wearing tactical clothing, basically. Right. But then in Resident Evil 3, they pull back and bam, she's wearing a tube top and a miniskirt and boots. Yeah. Like... They often do that. They'll start a character out as being just, hey, here's this awesome ass kicker who's also a girl, and then the next one, they're sex them. They're trying to market it, and they don't realize what they've lost. Did that happen to Laura Croft in Tomb Raider? The Laura first Croft Tomb Raider was, wasn't... She was always wearing tighter clothes. Yeah. yeah. She's and she always was always been. she's always had giant boobs and little teeny shorts. True. So. I mean, in the first game, they're just like points. So, like, well, right. <laughs> <fair. laughs> right? Those aren't really boobs. But, you know, in the second game, they sort of fleshed her out. So, a little more pop. Fair. You know, she's, she's actually got uh, breasticles it was It was only, to me, even and even that wasn't that bad. It was yeah. only the point where they started, I think it was Tomb Raider 2, where they put her in Italy, and she ends up in the bikini. Yeah. It's like, yep, oh, yep, really, yep. guys? Really? Yeah. But, I mean, for everyone like that, you have a Heather from Silent Hill 3. She's just... You know, she's dressed you're you're right over the top of my head. I've never Sorry. played Silent yeah, Hill three, I so I haven't played that oh. one. Well, that one apparently so is the it, best is it? one. She's, I mean, it's a good Silent one. It's a good yeah. one. She's just like a teenage girl, so she's wearing like a, a tank top type shirt with like a vest, and mm. I mean, she just it wasn't like they were accentuating her her sex factor. She was just a girl who was in with Silent Hill characters. They're just in a crazy situation. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like she dressed up and was like, oh, let's go kill some people. How am I going to do it? I'm going to need so much freedom of movement. I'm mean, I just don't wear anything <laughs> at all. Like, which fighting game characters are the worst for that? Oh, no. The, the character that annoys me, the female protagonist hero character that bothers me the most recently is Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her never... proportions are so wrong. She's like... If proportion wise, she's at least like twenty five feet tall. <laughs> I want I want to throat punch everybody who drew and animated that character so hard. Like my my figure draw all of my figure drawing <laughs> in my life just wants to obliterate this character. Well, so the, when I'm ruler of the universe, this character will cease to be. The exists. good part about that is though, I don't think that game did very well, and I think it. Like people, it was a it was a disappointment. Like from all the yes. things that I've read and all the people that I've that all the reviews I've read and people I've heard talk about that game, it was hugely hyped and extremely disappointing. See, I've heard it was actually pretty good. Really, I'd like to play it. Yeah, wow. hugely hyped. Yes, there's some people that like it. Some people I just can't it. look at yeah. it. God, I just want to vomit. The weird thing is, is most <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> the only people who I've ever heard talk good things about it are this, the feminists who dislike her proportions but still think it's a good game. Hmm. Uh, yeah, everybody uh, everybody I know hates the, the proportions of her in that game except for the really, really creepy old guys. But there's not a, there's even stylized. It's like retarded. <laughs> really? Is that the problem? Because like, I, I, there's plenty of games where your propor- the character's proportions are completely out of whack. Most of them, yes. Um, but, I mean, you look at any, any fighting me. game you look at yeah, uh, every fight oh my god yeah fighting games possible or like darksiders right and darksiders is john the whole all the art for that game was done by joe Matriera, and his shit is always like way out of proportion like the the main character's got a little tiny waist and his upper body should overbalance him and cause his spine to break but you know it's a video game so video <clears throat> game yeah. video games i don't know i just I do appreciate what she did, but I, I, I prefer that in my char- in my games the female characters are the same as the yeah, guys. Yeah. They're treated in the same way, mm-hmm. so that's why I like that's why I like like Left for Dead. Both of the female characters in those games are just standard girls mm-hmm. who just are put in a ridiculous situation and they're surviving just like everybody else. Yeah, I really like that. So for Super Metroid, at least in that time, thumbs up. Good job, Nintendo. I like the way you did it. Yep. All right. Let's. Uh, we actually have a general question that we got from Snicker on the forums that I figured we'd handle at the end of the show. We'll start handling like general questions toward the end, so we have something to fill that last segment. So. Okay, I'll read the question first, and then I'll go. He says, what game has sucked you in so much that you just felt like it took your life over for a little while? Uh, you guys all know the answer to this one. Have you ever called in sick because you played too long or couldn't stop playing? So you're laughing for the exact reason why I'm going to put a caveat on this question, at least for the first part. Eliminating MMOs. Does now Diablo 2 count? Uh, Diablo 2 is not really an MMO. It's not an MMO. I'm like... True MMOs are are you know WoW and EverQuest and Asheron's Call and Final Fantasy know, Online, like Final Fantasy Online stuff like that. Um, just online games. That's that's fair game because you know I know people that played. Uh, I know people who like their entire lives got sucked into Counter Strike for like years on end. I used to um, be in a guild. <clears throat> yeah, I played that game a lot. Um, but uh, eliminating MMOs. Now what do you say? Like a game that sucked your life away for a while? Starcraft is doing that right now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's quite nice actually. <laughs> <laughs> Starcraft is it's very chess like actually. It, it it gets my uh, my strategical juices flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's more to learn and than I can imagine. And people have been playing it for the last ten years and uh, yeah, ten twelve years, and they've they're ridiculously good at it. And uh, there's counters for everything. So, yeah, there's room to be creative, which yeah. I like. I'd say The Sims did for me, first <laughs> Sims. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and probably uh, the first two Shadow Hearts games. Hmm. I hmm. played those two. I, I, there are very few games I've beat uh, beaten in my life, and I've beaten the first two Shadow Hearts games, and I loved them. Uh, they were excellent RPGs that no one's ever heard of. And I've heard of them. Yeah, they're, well, they're great. They're great. I mean, maybe if you I'm sure that came through perfectly clear when I was a foot and a half yeah, away from the mic. That's uh, still, but you know, if anybody has played them, they're they're really good. So I'd probably say The Sims, maybe Diablo 2. and uh, Diablo and Free Hearts. Will. 
probably. So you're gonna call vacation for Diablo three. <laughs> oh well, yeah. <laughs> like up. Oh, yep. Nope. Not gonna I've be never actually weeks. done that for a game. I mean, for a, an individual game. I mean, I've I've set up vacation for like I set one up for the PS3 launch. I was out for. Th- three days from work for the ps3 launch or no four days no three days because i showed up i showed up in line for the for the midnight launch on friday i I showed up in line on tuesday evening and camped for my ps3 so um it's just way more hardcore than i ever have been i I don't don't know you're pretty hardcore about games it's ridiculous Uh, yeah uh pretty hardcore yeah i've seen it (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, i'm actually with luke on this uh i'm pretty proud of uh back in high school i would do that i would feel very strongly about a game and i would i would skip out on not work or school but social events and i would feel guilty about it later and, <laughs> and uh, i've learned since then uh it take it now takes a lot for me to skip out on other things because i know i'll have time to play the video game later and if never, if anything else, and this happens too often, is that I'll just do an all-nighter if, if there's some awesome, amazing game. Uh, I remember Halo 2, finished the game the first night, just played it 10 hours straight. As soon as I got it, took it home, played the entire thing, finished it before I had to go to work the next morning. Oh, I, I don't think I've ever done that. I've played for long periods of time, but it's always been an RPG. So, yeah, I played for 10 hours, maybe 12, but... I didn't do anything in that time. I didn't get anywhere. Like like, like I said, I mean, Shadow Hearts, I remember sitting down and playing it, and it was, I think I was sick one day or something. My husband went to work, and I sat down and started playing, and he came back late that night, and I was like, oh, hey, awesome, you're home, cool. And then, like, I kept playing for another couple hours, and I was like, oh, man, it's time for bed, night. And it was like, just stuff like that. Been there. On Saturdays, that happens a lot. I don't think I've ever missed work for a video game. Uh, Like, unintentionally is what i should say (laughs) like they're they're the like the ps3 launch was something that i scheduled off right um i remember i have definitely played way late into the night on a game uh that that surprised me like where i will just lose track of time like uh the most recent ones that i can remember were both of the uncharted games uh I picked those up and Uncharted 1 I beat in one sitting and it took me about it was about 14 hours playthrough in one sitting and then That's scary. Uncharted wow. 2 I beat in in two sittings and the only reason it was two sittings was because the first time I bought it after work I came home I sat down and I started playing it and I kept being like I'll just get to the next checkpoint I'll just get to the next I'll just get to the next and then it was three o'clock in the morning and I'm like oh my god I have to put this down and go to work tomorrow so I set it down and I you know I went to work I remember one of the first times I ever had a situation like you were talking about where I was homesick from work one day and this was probably about three years after the original Half-Life came out and I was playing it for the first time and I was homesick from work and I got up with my wife who left who left at like 5.30 or 6. I sat down at my computer and started playing Half-Life and then she came home and I turned around and I'm like, man, that was fast. Why are you home early? And she's like, 
It's six o'clock. <laughs> I had I had sat at that desk and played Half Life. I never got up to eat. I never got up to go to the bathroom. That's I did nothing. I was just like sitting at my computer playing Half Life all fucking day. Sir, the pause button is there for a reason. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. The the Half Life series is exceptionally good writing. It's yeah, like it's, it's like playing a movie. Yeah, it's really good. They yeah. have movie writers doing that and. The best part is that the the expansions and the sequels mm-hmm. you, you run into you know like uh, the second part of Half Life One you're the uh, uh, the special ops people that are trying to kill everybody there and then there's another team that's trying to kill you so like there's was a that, cleanup for the cleaners was and, that Blue Shift or uh, no it was the green one oh uh, right right okay so you're like the special co ops people that's and, right because Blue Shift was you're just playing some worker from Black Mesa right yeah. like yeah okay and then you're you're basically getting cleaned up by another team and so you have to kill them and then you're like am I really supposed to be killing Gordon and then you see like Gordon jump by and like oh what would Gordon do in this situation hmm so <laughs> yeah yeah it runs into all the timelines run into each other it's pretty cool that's yeah. that's a those are good games. Impressive. I probably should actually go back and play those. But yeah. yeah, I don't think I've ever actually skipped work. I think it's always been um, when I was already homesick. It's yeah. like I use I use days when I'm already feeling pretty crappy and I'm not going to be doing much anyway. I go ahead and use those for binge days, basically. I have definitely made my next day of work difficult with a video game. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I sat down and did, I did that with Jack and Daxter. The very first Jack and Daxter, I sat down and I ended up getting 101%. You know, there's a way that you can collect extra shit and get 101%. And I did that um, and definitely didn't put it down till like 3.30 or 4 in the morning when I had to go to work at 8. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yikes. So I've never done it with a PC game. Like I definitely played a shit ton of Diablo 1. Like, I've beaten that game more times than I can count. and uh, That game would be perfect but... if you could only run. Oh, my God, <laughs> wouldn't it? And that's the only reason it takes so goddamn long. You're like the butcher. You go after the butcher, <sighs> and he's, like, coming after you, and you're like, oh, run, walk, He's walk, really fat. Walk, oh, let's walk, walk away from this big pink monster with a giant axe. Yeah. God, that game is amazing. I love uh, Diablo 1. I love Diablo 1. Diablo that's... 3 is going to be awesome. I hope so. I, I'm, I may go back and try and... Right? What? Yeah. I've seen the gameplay where the, the monster just tears one of the heroes in half. Yeah. <laughs> and like, then he bites the head off the other one, like at the shoulders. Like, <laughs> like, like I said, the. Uh, uh, you're half a torso now. Playing Diablo <laughs> at PAX last year was, was great. Yeah. It was fantastic. I love the atmosphere of Diablo, and I love it way more than Diablo 2. The atmosphere and the story. I didn't I, like Diablo 2, so I, I, may, I may go back and play Diablo 2 again just to see if now. I can like it. When I played it the first time, I didn't like it. And we've gotten into this discussion plenty of times. The story's going to be awesome, too. Yeah, Diablo 3 looks like it's going to be fucking awesome. And I think it'll be great to get some multiplayer groups going on. That'll be Oh, absolutely. That is if I ever actually get around to getting a fucking (laughs) wireless card that'll work with Windows 7 on my computer. So. Mass Effect 2 is also another game that, that sucked me in. Actually, probably more than StarCraft is right now. Really? Yeah. I still got to open that game. It's good. It's good. <laughs> That's where I am with Bioshock. I still haven't really played Bioshock much. That was another one I played when I was sick, I yeah. think. All right. Well, uh, there have only, there's been one, it's been what, 
fucking well i guess the cge podcast kind of counts but it's really been about a month since our last real podcast and uh there's only been one vc release which was arrow the acrobat um i remember that game i think it's actually pretty decent i i enjoyed arrow the acrobat it was it's a fun cheesy stupid platformer uh so uh if it's a it's a super nest so it would be 800 points go out grab it it's fun um uh, rate us on iTunes. Uh, if you like us, rate us. If you don't like us, don't rate us. Uh, rate us on Zoom Marketplace as well. I still haven't figured out how you actually do that, but apparently somehow you can because other podcasts have ratings on Zoom Marketplace. Do they? Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um, follow us on Twitter at After the Fact Pod. Join our Facebook group, After the Fact Podcast. Uh, join the forums at www.geekerific.com. Uh, that's G E E K E R I F I C. Um, or email us if you have questions for the next show. Oh shit! Pull the pull the bag out. We gotta we gotta draw for the next show. Ooh, Grab my sack. Grabbing Luke's sack. Brb. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can email us at afterthefactatgeekerific.com. Um, we are gonna grab the sack and draw for the next show. And actually, this drawing. Please tell me it's actually in there this time. Yeah, it's like yes, it's actually in there. So here's the question that that this brings up. Um, next show is going to be PAX. We are going to be at PAX. Oh, shit. And the show after that um, is actually from Portland Retro. So we're actually drawing f- what? Who wants to draw from the sack? Uh, I haven't actually drawn from the sack yeah. yet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna fondle my sack a little bit and pull Ooh, out a game. Podcasting, uh, no one can see this. So this us. game is actually going to... We're going to have six full weeks to play this game um, because pull this is a Pull something long. So. <sighs> pull a long thing from your sack. Does it have my writing on it? <laughs> of it course has my it writing has on, writing writing on, on it. it. No, it's one of Christina's. Oh, uh-oh. I just pulled Haunting starring Poltergeist. <laughs> what? what? Yes. That means we have six weeks for you to provide us with copies. Uh, <laughs> find this game. Find yourself. Yeah. Uh, so I've never even heard of this game. Neither have I. Ditto. Uh, Christina is the only person in the world that's heard of this game. No way, dude. It's really good. The only problem is I don't know how long it is. Whatever. So You'll find out. If it's a short game, whatever. What, yeah. is, I mean, what system is it on? Genesis. Genesis, okay. Oh, that makes it even harder for me. Shit. Oh. Oh. oh Cry yeah. River. Uh, Fire right. Riverbed. Please. So, Haunting <laughs> starring Poltergeist, but you can probably expect Haunting to, to show up in about six weeks. Um, I don't know who's going to be on the PAX podcast. You know, one or two of them, but um, it's going to be somebody. It's going to be me and and whoever else wants to do it. Uh, I know at the very least, Christina and I are going down to Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Micatron, are you going to come with us? When is it? It's in a month. It's a month, literally a month from today. I have to. I have to figure out uh, if that falls under the uh, magic. It'll be stuff over that I have. Haven't. No. Okay. It'll be. It's seventeenth through nineteenth. I want to say, or seventeenth and eighteenth. Of of September eighteenth and nineteenth, eighteenth and nineteenth, whatever. Uh, ye- I will. Yes, maybe. I don't know. He said maybe. <laughs> that's. A, I, I he said yes first, and that's all I heard. All right, so yes. uh, it was all grouped into one answer. Yes, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but there wasn't a no there, mm. so that's yes. good. I don't know. All right. Uh, thank you, Matt Shoop. Thank you, Micatron. Thank you, Christina. And I'm Luke, and we're done. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Luke.